You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 49. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki. So today I am interviewing, like I said, Jennifer Mondata, and she is one of my clients in Macros 101. And I'm really excited to bring Jennifer on because she has an experience that I think will relate and resonate with a lot of you. She has a lot of reasons in her life why weight loss should be really hard and why she might not be successful. And some of these reasons, maybe some that you've heard or used in your own life. So to start with, Jennifer is 56 years old. And I know that there are some women in their 50s and 60s who listen, who may feel like, you know what, that may work for somebody in their 20s and 30s, but here I am in my 50s and 60s, my metabolism slowed down. Um, I'm not going to the gym like I used to, or I'm too old to go to the gym. And they feel like, you know, that ship has sailed and that they can't make these changes in their life. So Jennifer is 56 years old. She also has hypothyroidism, which I know a lot of people listening have experienced that as well. She's had a hysterectomy. She's had knee problems. She had gallbladder surgery. She has osteoporosis. And she's going to talk about her experience. And each of these, for a long time, she used as an excuse. And she used as a reason why she wasn't able to hit the goals that she wanted. And we're going to talk in this episode about how she was able to flip the switch on those and how she was able to get out of that victim mentality of I mean, all of these excuses why something won't work and being able to get into this place of power into her life to be able to make the changes that she wanted to be able to make and see in her body at age 56. So I am so excited for you to listen to this episode with Jennifer. And I really want you to listen to the things that she says and the shifts that she has made in her journey and how they really have made all the difference. So let's hop into that episode with Jennifer Mondata. I'd like to welcome Jennifer Mondata to the podcast. Hey, Jennifer. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm doing so good, and I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. I was telling Jennifer before we started recording that I love bringing on everyday women who are fighting the same fights that you guys are fighting and are experiencing a lot of the same things and are able to be successful because it just proves to you that you can be successful as well. And so I'm really grateful for Jennifer for being able to share her story today. Absolutely. Okay. So Jennifer, um, I want you to kind of start out telling everybody a little bit about yourself, how old you are, what, like where you are in life right now, what's, what's going on in your life. Just kind of give us a little background for you. Yeah, you bet. So I am 56. I've been married to the same person for 32 years. Uh, My babies are all grown up. I have a daughter who's 23 and a daughter who's 25. Um, They have both 
graduate from college and come back to do grad school one at a time. So my youngest is living back at home right now while she's finishing grad school. Um, so I'm not quite an empty nester yet. Um, I've lived in Boise, Idaho most of my life. Um, you know, I love outdoors, hiking, uh, fishing, all those kinds of fun things. Um, so I guess right now I have, um, more time to kind of focus on myself. I worked um, in lots of different jobs over my life, and I worked for a Fortune 500 company. I then had kids and wanted to stay home and be with them, so I started my own antique business and did that the whole time they were staying home. And then when I turned 50, I was volunteering at my girl's high school, and there was a job opening, and they said, hey, you should apply for this job. And I'm like, what? No, I'm 50. Like, I'm not going back to work. Ship a sale. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, you know, my, my youngest daughter was a senior that year, and I was like, oh, what am I going to do after the, you know, they're going to leave? What am I, I need something. And I loved mothering all these kids at school, so I was like, okay, I'll do it. And my goal was to do it for five years. And so I worked in the counseling office at the high school, which I loved. And uh, I actually did that for six years. And this last May, I left the school. And my mom has um, some declining health issues. And I am lucky enough to get to help her and uh, take care of her now because she spent a lot of years taking care of me. And so it's kind of this whole shift. I'm still taking care of people, mm-hmm. but... Just a different focus. Mm-hmm. I love it. So kind of talk to me a little bit. You're 56 years old. You've experienced a lot of life so far. Kind of talk to me a little bit about your fitness journey over those 56 years. Yeah, absolutely. So when I was growing up, I was always really involved in sports. Um, it was like one season to the next season to the next season. I was super active, um, liked to weight train, um, did lots of different things like that. Um, And weight was like a non-issue. I ate anything and everything I wanted to, never an issue, went to college, quit playing sports. And that's probably when my focus on diet and my size, not necessarily, I guess, weight, but how big I was, um, started. And it, and it wasn't always necessarily the most healthy um, view of my life. So that's when like all the crazy diets started. So Mm -hmm. it was one week, it was the cabbage diet and one week it was the Cheez-Its diet. And one, I mean, we did whatever was crazy and in fad that week, but I was still, still really active. Um, Even though I wasn't in competitive sports, I was still really active. I was still lifting weights. And so my weight still was not an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I could drop five pounds in the drop of a hat. It was like no big deal. And then, so then I get out of college, I get married, I have kids, everything is still pretty good. Like we're still really active. I can still, if I gained five, 10 pounds, like it took me a little bit longer, but I could get those off. And then when I turned 40, it literally was the day before my 40th birthday. The wheels literally were falling off the bus. Mm-hmm. And I had had a pretty substantial knee surgery when I was in college. Actually, I had a several. I had a really bad skiing accident. And so I had 
some more knee surgeries, and then I had knee surgeries on my other knee because I wasn't taking care of my body, and I had all these imbalances, and so I damaged my good knee, and then my I was diagnosed as hypothyroid, and that was kind of an issue of getting that all in control, and weight started coming on, and the next thing I know, I'm having huge fibroids and have a hysterectomy in my mid-40s. So here I am in my mid-40s. I just had a hysterectomy. They took my gallbladder out. I'm hypothyroid. Um, I was diagnosed as osteoporosis. It was like every time I turned around and went to a doctor, I just felt like I was getting hit with a Mm two-by-four. And weight gain just started coming on. And no matter what I did, I couldn't get it off. And I was tired. I was frustrated. Um, And then I started reading everything. Like, Mm -hmm. whatever it was, like, I got to live through the wonderful years of low fat. So Mm -hmm. you could eat a box of Snackwell cookies because they were low fat, right? Right. Yep. And then it was low carb. Well, you could do all these other things as long as you didn't eat carbs. So, So it's that like mindset of being taught all these negative things about that food is, this is bad, this is bad, this is good. So everything had a label, Yes, if that makes sense. So, um, and I literally, if you ask my family, they would go look at my library card of all the books I have checked out. It was every fad diet. Mm-hmm. It was every, this is what works. And and I, you know, social media is, can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing. And I would jump on and it was like the next best thing. Mm-hmm. Or my girlfriend did this and she was like melting away and she was doing awesome. And this person was doing this and it was great. And it was like every probably month I was checking out a different book, mm-hmm. downloading another program, doing this supplement, doing that supplement. It was just always looking externally for things. To fix the problem, and the whole time I am playing this excuses. Mm-hmm. It's not my fault. I have all these X Y Z issues, and those actually manifested into victim cards for me. I was the victim, mm. which now looking back, it just stole all of my power. When you are a victim, that you have no power. Yeah, and so. I was in this just horrible cycle of wanting something externally to fix it for me, whether it was a program, a pill, a shake, a whatever. And I just was, felt like I was surrounded by these people who were just having all this success, and I wasn't. So okay. what's wrong with me? It's yes. got to be. Yeah. Okay. So let, let's dive into this a little more because... What you are talking about is so is so rampant, and and I know that there are people who are are listening to this who are identifying with a lot of the things that you said. So I I want to reiterate to you guys um, what Jennifer is saying, and I want you to kind of relate it to your life, and and maybe if you're telling yourself some of the th- same things, because I hear this in in the things that people say a lot, things like 
I have hypothyroidism, so it's really hard for me to lose weight. Or I can't work out because I have bad knees, and so I'm just destined to be overweight. Or I have a hysterectomy, so my hormones are all messed up. So that's like causing problems. Or I, you know, all of these like excuses that we have, um, when we use them as reasons why we can't do something and fall into that victim of I can't do X, Y, and Z because. I have hypothyroidism or because whatever, we are falling victim to creating our reality based on the circumstances of our life. And, and that's what Jennifer is saying is that, um, when you say that, you know, I have this, so it means I can't do something that is taking those circumstances, which are real, right? Like Jennifer, you have hypothyroidism. Like that's real. That's, that's a fact. (laughs) It's not going to change whether or not we believe you have hypothyroidism. Like that's a fact. But what you're saying is that you can change what that means about your journey. Previously, what that meant for you was that you couldn't do something. So how have you come to be able to shift it and, and give it a new meaning? And what has that created for you in your life? So um, I'm going to go back just real quick. Um, So in around the first of this year, um, my daughter who's living at home, uh, she's in the healthcare field and she found um, Clean clean Simple Eats. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of started following that and I wasn't, I knew what macros were because right, look back. I had read every book, every medical <laughs> you journal, knew all the things. <laughs> I knew the things. Like the knowledge was so incredibly there. Um, and so we did that. But I wasn't counting macros at mm-hmm. that time. But one thing led to another, and all of a sudden I am in this Instagram world with all these macro people, which is how I found you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you believe, I don't know if you believe in intervention or whatever, whatever the case was. I happened to see an ad, I guess, a little post that you did on Facebook about Macros 101, and you were just doing this um, kind of like an intro, like this is what Macros 101 is about. The window was going to open this in the spring. I think this was in March. And everything you said like resonated. I felt like you were talking to me. And you, everything that was going through my mental you were saying, like mm-hmm. every excuse I had, I'm like, she's heard that before. <laughs> Everything had, it was like, no. And you said, if you do what I tell you to do, if you do this, you will be successful. And that just spoke volumes to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, what, how that clicked, how you said it, your conviction, whatever it was, I was like, okay. And I signed up for Macros 101, like at the last possible second you probably could (laughs) like I was scrambling around in my purse trying to find my credit card and yeah it was kind of a crazy time Uh so I dove into the program and I started counting macros started with the modules and every module was me I was like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, she brought this. I can't believe she did this program for me. This is so great. <laughs> it was, you know, making excuses. It was um, all or nothing. It was, um, you know, uh, what's the other module? I can't think of the name of it. The meaning you give things, the, your relationship mm-hmm. with the scale, like. Yeah. Yeah. What all you believe. Things. Yep. So I, for the first time, 
I'm a pretty analytical person. For the first time in this whole entire weight journey that I have been on, it became just information. It was just data. Mm -hmm. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It was just get started, get data. It took all this emotional thing stuff that I had, and I'm not done with this journey, by the way. It's not like all of a sudden I'm cured and mm -hmm. da, da, da. But I am so much further down this road of success of taking the emotion out of it and looking at things critically. Mm -hmm. And from there, you can make sound decisions and, and calculations mm. and move forward. So it just became not emotional for me because willpower doesn't work for me. I mean, doesn't it work does for most like, people. <laughs> it works for like five minutes. Yeah. So the, one of the things that I learned was how do I want to feel at the end of this? Mm-hmm. So going into a party, because there's always going to be, right, a birthday party, a always. Christmas this. A vacation. A, a, yes. a vacation, a barbecue, whatever, yep. you name it. It's all, there's never a great time. There's mm -hmm. never the perfect time to start. So it, that saying in my head, no, I'm going to walk in and say, I'm not going to eat that cake, or I'm only going to eat this, or I'm only going to do this. The bowl of chips is in front of me, and I love chips. Mm -hmm. And... Instead, it's how do I want to feel at the end of this? Mm -hmm. Do I want to have the chips? Like, how am I going to feel at mm -hmm. the end of that? It, it, are they going to be where if they are, then by golly, I am going to enjoy every That's right. last bite <laughs> of those chips and be so okay. And if it pushed me over my macros, okay. It was choice. worth it. Yep. It was a decision. It has a consequence, but I was okay with that consequence. Totally. And if I did willpower, it, it, it would not have looked the same mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, but then, so I, so then I was probably April, May, I'm learning how to count macros. Mm -hmm. I'm making mistakes. Mm -hmm. I'm, but I am continually doing it. I'm like even bad info, or I don't know if it's bad information, but it's all information. Yeah. So if I didn't do exactly what I wanted to, I started giving up of that all or nothing. If I wasn't perfect tracking mm -hmm. my macros or if I didn't hit them perfectly, then I was a failure. Then we went back to square one of, oh, I'm a failure. It's not, it's not really my fault. It's because of this. I just mm -hmm. can't do it. It's too hard. It's too time consuming, yada, yada, yada. So then in June and July, I started working out with my daughters and I have consistently worked out. Like I finally found what works for me and it is weightlifting. And mm -hmm. I became, I'm like, I'm 56. Like my muscle, I listened to a podcast from muscle wasting. It scared me to death. It was like, okay, you need to get after this right now mm -hmm. because next year it's not going to be better. And the year after that, That's it's right. not going to be better. So do it now. So we, we've been lifting weights. We've been so consistent I did a lunge for the first time in probably, I don't know, 15, 18 years. Oh my gosh, that's my, amazing. It is. My, my knees have improved so much because my strength has improved so yes. much. 
And then I do all this hard work in the gym and come home and I'm like, why would I not want to support my body? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I want to feed it great things and get my protein in? And that's how I'm going to build my muscle. Mm-hmm. And still like, well, I'll, I'll come back to that. In a second. So then I did measurements again in just, like, probably the second week in July. Nothing. Crickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did that make you feel? Um, you know, initially, I went back, right back to square one, to that really dark place of, I'm a failure. It's my fault. Like, all these people in the Facebook group, everybody else is having success. I'm the only one. <laughs> I'm the only one. Yep. This program did, wasn't for me. Right, it yep. didn't really work. Mm-hmm. But it's because I'm doing something wrong and because I really believed in it. Yeah. I believed everything you said. Mm-hmm. So I had my little meltdown, my mm-hmm. little pity party. And my daughter looked at me and we were going to the gym and she goes, mom, this is so ridiculous. You are doing the right things. You are going to the gym consistently. You are working really hard. You are doing a lunch that you haven't done, you know, in how many years you work harder than anybody in that room. You are watching and eating and changing that, which it's not going to be overnight. Like you are doing all the right things. You just have to keep on doing them. Yep. And I was like, okay, I kind of needed that little slap in the face. Thank you so much. (laughs) So it was, I think I even posted, in fact, I did. I posted in the Facebook group, like, wah, wah, wah. I'm not getting results. My weight hasn't changed. My measurements haven't changed. My clothes don't fit any different. My, I had a in-body scan and like my, I wanted my muscle up and my body fat down and none of that happened. And I was like, ah, so, oh, and then I went and had blood work done because I was like, right, of course it's, it's something external. It's not me. Yeah. Okay. When in the world would you be upset when your blood work comes back? Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. But you can't, it can't be the reason, right? Like if it's perfect, then it isn't the reason that (laughs) you're not seeing results. Exactly. I'm like, oh, that's so dumb. Like you should be clicking your heels for joy that everything is okay. And then I took my daughter's advice. I pulled out macros 101. I went right back to the beginning. And every time I go back and listen to it and listen to a podcast, I'm in a different place than the first time I heard it. Mm-hmm. I'm, so I always learn something different, either something I forgot mm-hmm. or I wasn't in the right place to hear it or how I incorporate it into my life is different. So that's why I don't, you, you know, the one you did about failure, it's not failure. It's just information. Mm -hmm. And if you go back to where you are, where you think it's a step back, it's really not. Mm -mm. It's a step forward Mm -hmm. because you are a different person. You're different information. You can go forward again. Mm -hmm. So in the last three weeks, so for me, nothing happened, right? Nothing Mm -hmm. happened, nothing happened. And then all of a sudden the heavens opened and the angels sang and I'm having results. Mm -hmm. So it has taken me longer than I thought it would, Mm -hmm. but I am seeing results. They are slow, but they're also consistent. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, I just did measurements this morning because I kind of wanted 
to have some new information. Um, so I am down five pounds. Nice. And I've lost six inches. Wow. Now you have to remember like three weeks ago or four weeks ago, I didn't really see a change. It's like all of a sudden my body kind of got used to what I was doing to it. I don't know if yes. that's how, how it really worked or not, but it, that's how I felt it like is. it is. And what most women do is they start and they don't see immediate results. And so then what do they do? They quit and they give up and then they say it doesn't work. But what they don't realize is that they didn't go, they didn't give it long enough. They didn't give it a chance to work. And for some people, you being one of those, like you went for a while, see nothing. And then it's like, boom, now you're starting to see results. But if you had given up and if you had quit when you were getting discouraged, you wouldn't have ever been at this place where you're actually starting to see the physical changes that you wanted to see. Amen. And that's where my forties were. That pretty much encompassed my forties. I just gave up. Right. And Um, what is the one way to guarantee you're not going to get a result? The only way is to give up, right? That guarantees, yeah, that guarantees you will not get the result. And yet that's how so many of us go is like, oh, I'm not getting a result. So I'm going to do the one thing that's going to guarantee that I don't get the result. I'm going to quit, which is so backwards thinking, but that's just where our mind goes because we do, we internalize it. And I think this has to do a lot with women. I see it Mm -hmm. a lot more with women than with men is that we internalize it and we make it something about ourselves. We make it something about, I'm not good enough. I'm not consistent enough. I'm not following through. My body's broken. We make it mean all of these things about ourselves. And so then we quit because we, we don't want to know that about ourselves. I don't want to know that I don't stay consistent. I don't want to know that like my hypothyroidism is causing these problems. Um, and you said something really interesting that I also want to, um, rope in and and reiterate to people listening. You talked about willpower. This was a little bit ago, but you talked about willpower and you talked about how you had all the knowledge in the world right? Mm -hmm. So many people think that the reason that they can't get results is because they lack knowledge. And so they spend a lot of their time doing what you did. They read a whole bunch and they go follow people on Instagram and they like immerse themselves in the, in the research or the knowledge. And they think that that's going to solve the problem. And I'm here to tell you that knowledge is not the problem for most people. It's not where, where the, the disconnect is. You can have all the knowledge in the world, what holds people back is actually implementing that knowledge and implementing it consistently over time, which is what you've figured out is Mm -hmm. the implementation of that knowledge. You had it all before, but when you actually came back to implementing it consistently and not giving up and continuing on, even when you felt like you weren't getting the results that you wanted, that is when that breakthrough happens. And I'm, I'm so proud of you for, for doing that. I'm so proud of you for continuing. Thank you. So awesome. So, Go ahead. So the other, so one of the questions I get is how do you stay motivated? Good. Right? Yes. How Let's do, talk about it. How do you keep going when, especially when things aren't going the way you wanted, but, um, cause it's a little bit of a grind. I mean, some totally. days it's not, some days it is all unicorns and rainbows and other days it is just a grind. Yeah. Um, so for me, the podcast, like if I come on to a coaching call with, I mean, I've never been on one because I'm sort of an introvert, which is, I may not be anymore. <laughs> um, the, to go on those things, to hear you coach, 
other people or be on a podcast and talk to somebody else. Um, like, I think everybody comes off of those, like you're really motivated. Like, mm-hmm. kind of like when you start the program, like it's all new, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. You've got all this motivation. And then you talk about it in the modules of, you know, and then there's the gap. Mm-hmm. And you, you have to prepare for it. So what motivates me mm-hmm. is... I go back and listen to the podcast because I always get motivated off this. I'll go back and re-listen to a module. I'll um, sit down and do my my meal planning and think of the next week of mm-hmm. some things. Do I want to be really adventurous this week and try a bunch of new recipes? Or do I know my, my week is going to be crazy town and I'm going to stick to something pretty basic mm-hmm. and just be able just get to know that I'm, I'm going to be successful at it? Um, Surrounding yourself with people who support my husband and my girls have been such a great support. And it, it could be, you know, a mother, a daughter, a friend, whatever. Just surrounding your, yourself by people. The people in the Facebook group have been awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I set reminders on my phone. Like, I still have a lot of work to do mentally mm-hmm. of fixing this, um, lots of different things, like all or nothing or mm-hmm to keep, keep going forward, to, to, you know, stay consistent to owning my choices. Mm-hmm. Like that part of it, I am still working on it. So the more I surround myself with those positive reinforcements, the better I am and the more successful I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, you know, you, you, I'm still working on my big why. I think it changes depending on kind of where you are. I can Mm -hmm. keep on delving deeper and deeper when Amber asks questions, which make me really uncomfortable, even if they're not (laughs) a question to me. Um, It's just, it makes you go to a little bit of an uncomfortable place, which Mm -hmm. is okay. Which is where the Um, results lie, my friends. That's where growth is. When you get uncomfortable. Um, So for the first time, I believe it. I love it's that. It's in module one. Mm-hmm. I believe I will be successful. I I have goals set. I have a vacation coming up in a year. I know exactly how I'm going to look. It, mm-hmm. it, I replay that in my head all the time. Um, so awesome. How does that change your experience when you have that certainty? When you're like, yeah, heck yeah, I'm going to be successful. Like I know exactly what I'm going to look like in a year. I know exactly where I'm going to be. And there's like no doubt in your mind that you're going to achieve that. How does that change things for you? Oh my gosh. It's just a place of incredible empowerment. Yes. So much because there's people out there listening and, and I want you to think about your own life. If you're listening right now, I want you to ask yourself the question, do I have that certainty that this result that I want is, is going to happen? Like, do I actually believe that there is, it's just inevitable, like it's going to happen. And if you don't have that certainty yet, it means that you need to work on it because if you don't hundred percent believe that you are going to get the result, you won't actually do what it takes in order to get that result. And that belief and that certainty of your success has to, has to, has to come first. So I love hearing that you have gotten really clear on the vision that you have for where you want to go and you believe in it. it, it And it's not so much then whatever seemed like sacrifices before 
don't seem like sacrifices because it's, again, it's a choice. It's a choice. Comes back to that. It's really, really sad. I mean, it truly is, breaks it down to very, very simple and taking that emotion out of it. It's a choice. I will get here because X, Y, Z. And it's, it, it's, oh, I just wish everyone could feel this because it's so liberating and it's taken me a long time to get here. Um, and I, I have more work to do. And, but I'm excited about that. We're going on vacation this next week. I'm like giddy about it. I'm like, this is going to be awesome. Oh, I love it. I usually dread. It's like, oh, how much weight am I going to gain? And how much, oh, there's going to be all this food I'm not going to eat. Uh, you know, it's all want, want, want. And I'm so excited. Like, I know I am going to be successful. That's so awesome. Can you tell us something that was really hard for you at first? Um, maybe when you started counting macros, like what was the hardest part for you? Um, and how did you get around it or get through it and get it to be something that isn't a struggle anymore? Hmm, that's a good one. Um, I think part of um, a big roadblock for me was I can pull in that perfectionist mm-hmm. um, mindset pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And so when I was starting to track macros, if I didn't hit it perfectly, then I failed, mm-hmm. right? And so um, I started pre-logging my day, mm-hmm. and that helped a lot. But if something switched up in the day, say I had my lunch planned, and then I ended up taking my mom to lunch, then that would be, that kind of derailed me too. Mm-hmm. So I really have just kind of looked into not making it so complicated Mm -hmm. and that if I went out to lunch with my mom, I would just track that. And did it throw my macros off of that? Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. I probably did. Was that the end of the world? Nope. Mm -mm. Because one day isn't going to change anything. Mm -hmm. Even two days Mm -hmm. isn't going to change anything. Um, I do still need a lot of information. Like I still weigh things because I'm not perfect about, I love playing the low, you said this on a, I think a Facebook live with Jen, that I like playing that low game mm-hmm. of I put food out and then I weigh it and I see how close I am. Mm-hmm. That has helped me a ton so that when I don't have my scale, I'm still okay. I have some confidence and that's, that's how much it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I think it's just eliminating my perfectionist that if it didn't exactly hit my macros, it's okay. Yes. It's okay. It's still information. So yes. if I went two weeks and I hit my macros, say 10 out of 14 days, well, then that's great information. That's great information. Yes. And I want you, if you're listening, I hear so many times that people feel super stressed counting macros or they feel like it's super, like if they, like she was saying, if you don't hit your numbers, then that's a failure. You like haven't done it right. And I want you to consider what Jennifer is saying is that 
it is just data. Like if you make a choice and you overeat on your macros, that's not good. It's not bad. It's just data. And when you again can remove that emotion, remove that meaning anything about yourself and just look at it as like, I went 500 calories over today. Okay. There's some like data. There's some information. I'm sure there's lessons in there that you can be learning. Again, we come back to this idea. Failure is not, is not real. Like it doesn't actually exist. You either get the result you want or the lesson you need. And if you need to learn those lessons. So there's lessons in there for you to be learning. And if you can look at it with excitement of like, awesome, I didn't hit my macros. What lessons are there in here that I, that I can learn and take and move forward with that whole mentality around this process changes everything. And it becomes something that isn't stressful. It becomes something that isn't like, Oh, I have to do this perfectly, or I haven't gotten it right. It just becomes feedback and data. Um, and I love that that's something that was a really big shift for you, um, in your journey. Yeah, definitely. That's so awesome. So tell us what, what goals are you currently working on? Um, what, what are your, what are your, your short-term goals right now? Right. So, um, I'm going to go back and start playing tennis again in the fall, which is something I did in high school twenties. I used to be a tennis player. So I'm going back and playing tennis. I'm super excited about that. Can we, can we talk about this real quick? So a lot of times we focus on what you've lost, right? Like you've lost pounds, you've lost inches. We focus on what you lost. Can you talk a little bit about what you've gained? Because this idea that you're going back and playing tennis is so awesome. And that's something that you've gained in your life through this process. Same with the weightlifting. Like what are some things that you can think of that you've gained in the process that aren't necessarily just pounds lost or inches lost? Right. Oh my gosh. Those are those are probably the way bigger things for the, I can honestly mm-hmm. say for the first time in my life, I could care less what the scale says. Mm. And I yes. actually look back at when I, so my quote unquote goal weight for a while was like 135 to 140, which is, mm-hmm. you know, probably 25 to 30 pounds. And I wasn't very strong when I was that. Mm. I look back, I mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of strength at that point. It's like, no, I don't want to be that person. I want to be strong and I don't care what number it says on the scale. Um, so the things that really are, con- you know, freeing for me is this mindset, but my like short term growth, I want to do, I've never been able to do a push up. Mm. Like a, a real legit push-up. Yay, ever. let's get this one. And a pull-up. Cool. At 56, so, ladies, like, this is awesome. Uh-huh. It's not and too I, late. I will do it. I absolutely will do it. You and will I do have it. the weakest upper body, but you know what? That can be fixed. Totally. It's just, it's going to take work and mm-hmm. it's going to take consistency, but I am going to totally rock those, oh, those so out. So awesome. And I, you know, going back to the tennis thing, I quit playing partly because I, I had another knee surgery and I quit, but I easily could have come back from, you know, after that, but it became this thing where I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed of my body. I was embarrassed how I looked in tennis gear. I thought I wouldn't be able to, um, to keep up, to, you know, I wasn't strong enough, mm-hmm. all these things. But being consistent since June, I like my whole strength, my cardio, my, how I view my body, I'm like thankful that it works for me mm-hmm. and it's responding. And 
I'm going to go out and have this great time playing tennis again. And it's going to be a social connection and it's going to be really great for me. I'm going to have a blast doing it Mm -hmm. and it's going to help me get stronger and it's going to help me move forward. Um, So those non-scale victories for me are way bigger than a number or I have absolutely no idea what what number I want on the scale. I have zero clue. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah. Yeah. And that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. But I do want to be strong yep. and I, I am going to get that darn pull up and push oh, I up. I am. I am. That's so awesome. And one last thing that I really want to reiterate, because I'm so glad that you, um, you kind of brought this up a little bit earlier and we're coming back to it again, this idea of, of getting stronger. So many women who are, um, are aging, uh, worry about things like them saying, well, my knees always hurt or my hip always hurts or like I have a bad back or all of these things. And so I can't lift weights because I have a bad knee or I can't lift weights because my back hurts or whatever. And what I want you to consider is that when we get strong, you're able to support those weaknesses better. So meaning you say that you can't squat because you have bad knees, but what if we can get you to be stronger so that you don't have bad knees anymore. Um, those muscles that can, that can support the joint. So if you think about a joint, the muscles surrounding the joint are what cause it to be strong. So if you can strengthen the quadricep and you can strengthen the hamstring, that actually attaches into the knee, which able to support the knee better. And so a lot of people get into the cycle of thinking that they can't do something because they have bad knees. And so then what happens? Their knees just get weaker, their quads get weaker, and they continue to have bad knees. And what I want you to consider is that if we can go and it has to be done. Like, I'm not saying go out and squat 200 pounds right now. It has to be done in stages and it has to be worked over time. But if we can start where you're at now, wherever that is, if that's a body weight squat, if that's a body weight quarter squat, wherever you're at, if we can start to build the muscle, we can actually strengthen that joint so that you don't have hurt knees or so that you don't have a hurt back. Um, and so that you can do the things that you want to do as you're aging you're Jennifer, you're starting to play tennis again at age 56. Like that's amazing. That's awesome. And that's what I want for the women who are aging to feel like you can do the things you want to do and that you're not limited by your body. Cause I feel, I feel like that's what you're saying is that you're this, this limit that maybe you've placed on yourself has been taken from you and you're not the victim anymore. And you get to create what you want to create in your life. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So awesome. Jennifer, it's been so amazing to hear your story. I really, really am grateful for you coming on and sharing that. And I hope those of you who are listening got some inspiration and got some things that you can apply to your own journey from the things that Jennifer is saying. Anything that you want to uh, close with or make sure that that people hear or that they take away from, from this message, Jennifer? Um, you know, I thought about that. And you have to own your choices yep. and you have to stay consistent. And if you just stay consistent, not perfect, mm-hmm. but consistent, you will achieve it. Yep. You will. And the other thing is, it's, this doesn't just apply to my, my weight loss or my strength increases or my able to do like, this has affected so many different things in, in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's really empowering, really empowering. That is my goal is, 
it starts with fitness, but it's about so much more. Like my goal Mm -hmm. is to bring people in and we can start with your fitness goals, but I want you to see what's possible. And I want you to see what you can create in your life and have that feeling of empowerment and like bleed out into other areas of your life. That's, that's what it's all about. Absolutely. And I just want to thank you because I know you do so much. You do all these extra coaching calls and the podcast and popping into the Facebook live and the coaching on Fridays. It's just like you've added so much to give to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just want to thank you for that because oh, all of that helps me. I mean, and I, if it helps me, it's helping a ton of other people. Yeah. So thank that's, you. that's my goal is really, I know that coaching makes such a difference for people. And so being able to pour that into the people who have raised their hands and said that they want it. Um, that's, that's what I really love doing. So I appreciate that. I'm so glad that that's been helpful for you. Absolutely. Awesome. Wasn't that awesome to listen to Jennifer and to listen to how she flipped the switch from, I can't do this to heck yeah, of course I'm going to do this. Heck yeah, of course I'm going to be successful. I really want you to get to that place in your life and in your goals where you really truly believe that that success is inevitable. And I know for a lot of people that can feel really hard. That can feel like, yeah, that's super easy to say, but to actually internalize that and believe it, that can be really, really hard. And I know it can. And it's one of the things that I coach clients on time and time again inside of Macros 101. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong. Because remember, my friend, you can do anything. Hold up, sister friend. Do you love Biceps After Babies Radio? If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think. If this particular episode resonated with you, will you also please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your friends and family why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at biceps.after.babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.